Gun control, because it's always the gun's fault. New York considers the Hoover cities. Bud Light is back on the rise. And Biden finally gets one right. This and more on the Self-Evident Podcast. I know we're on. It's been one of those mornings. Did you hear that ASMR of him drinking coffee? It's that been was one of those mornings. You. It was it was one of those mornings. It was. Just one of those drag your feet kind of. But we're not dragging our feet today because this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, did you know New York, this is crazy. They're considering Hoover-type cities. You remember the Hoover cities? It was like the... Bruh. Yeah. You take Central Park and divide it into little things like little shacks and warehouses. Yep. Put all put all the houses and and you know why How not? How stupid? Why not? That is just ridiculous, redonkulous as if you could and, say it. And Massey, why would they possibly be thinking about building their own version of Hoover cities in the parks? Hmm. What's going? Hmm. What's what's going on? I don't understand, Mass. Because people are. A lot. <laughs> There's people. A lot of people that can't afford New York. Dude, you know what I found out this morning? What? I, I didn't know this, and forgive me. I, I don't want to be sound ignorant, but like, did you know that you have to purchase air rights to build higher on a skyscraper? In they are charging you for airspace. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I, I I saw it on some like thing, some video, yeah. right? That they took this old building, it was like a steakhouse, another, and then they. Added on to it in the top. They made luxury apartments out of the building below. They added more on top. And it kind of looks like unique and what do they yeah. call it? You know, the chic, yeah. whatever. And they were like, well, how'd they do that? Well, they had to purchase the air rights. How I, the flip do you charge for that? I, I Who imagine, told you you own that? I, I imagine some clerk in some office somewhere. Well, so there's the air rights. <laughs> there's the thinking fee. There's the thought about it fee. There's the certification of the certifications fee. Comes out to $4,727. <laughs> I just wanted to put a poll. <laughs> What are we talking about here? I just wanted a fence. <laughs> so, dude, that's how I feel in our own hometown. I know, it's right. Like, but, so, <clears throat> oh, man, what I'm is. thinking, though, is New York, where do they get this, like, where did they, when did they We're going to charge air? you for air. I'm, I'm not, and I'm talking about the space. I'm not talking about the air, but, like, when, when did they think they owned the space? Right. How do you charge for that? Oh, no, we own that. You have to charge. We, we've got to charge you for that. Who told you? Who gave Who, you rights over it? Yeah, when did the Lord say, yep, I guess you guys own this airspace or this space here. You guys can go ahead. Just ridiculous. Anyways. <laughs> so what's going on in New York City? Guess what? Well, the illegal immigrants are there to stay. So they've decided, well, where are we going to put them? We've got them all, and, and our shelters are, are blowing up. And what do we do? Let's turn New York City into Los Angeles. Shanty towns for the win. Oh, that would be just unbelievable. Uh. <laughs> just how stupid. <laughs> this is insanity. This is incompetence at every level, bro. Don't don't you love when everybody else sees the problem? Even these they see the problem, but what do they do? They double down. 
instead of going, okay, we screwed up. Let's let's go ahead and clean this mess up. Let's do what we know we need to do. No, they double down. They go, well, we'll put them in the parks because <laughs> that'll work out well. Yeah, because all the tourists are going to want to see yeah. shacks and tents full of people. And, and, you know, especially illegal immigrants, right? Because that's, what, that's what's going to make a tourist feel great is an illegal immigrant with their family, right, You're sitting there in a tent. So as we're walking our girlfriend, because we were going to propose to them at Central Park, all of a sudden I get to propose in front of a tent where a little girl's playing with a doll. No, no, nothing says New York, New York, like a nice yeah. evening stroll through Central, Central Park while some immigrant's taking a dump behind a tree. And his tent is right there. That's right. Start spreading the news. <laughs> Hoover cities are built. Illegals came to our city. New York, New York. They should pay me for that. Yes, is there they air should. rights? There's is there air rights for that? Probably. It sounds kind of yeah, like yeah. it. Well, it's like co- it's copyright, dude. Dude, copyright on everything. So what did City Hall say about it? Uh, They didn't comment directly on that plan, only stating that Adams and his team were actively trying to deal with the crisis and that no options were off the table. Here's a a solution. Send them back. (gasps) Close the wall. Whoa! That's it. Blasphemy. That's it. Blasphemy. In the words of Vinny, that's it. That's it. I I don't get how hard this is, boys. What do you think? Well, about tents. You, you got to talk into the mic, son. And turn it on. Okay. About tents. Well, you know why they're doing it? Because the illegal, there's too many yeah, illegal because legal- people don't know how to get a job. No, no, <laughs> that is true, but not not yeah. in this case. Texas and Florida and, and it's just those two mainly, right? Are yeah. shipping people up to states where they accept them, the illegal immigrants, people coming across. Say the border. they're going to accept them. So then they're going to create these little like tent cities just to. Because there's too many of them. Yeah. yeah and yeah. what do we do? That's a, that's a good first date. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, let me show you the tent city yeah. that's sprawling through Central Park. Let's look at these people sitting on the side of the street. Yeah, it's like a zoo. <laughs> We're going down to Central Park. The zoo at Central you think, Park. You think New York will start charging? You know, you could you could take money out of all those liberal progressives' pockets. Come see and explore another culture in its element. Good night. Anyway. Just like the hovels of Brazil, you too can explore and tour a people, another culture in their own environment. For only $20 per person, <laughs> you get the uphand first. You could even feed them if you wish. Uh, $35 because air is optional. Yes, the air you're breathing will also be a tag-on, as well as a fee. You have a walking fee. You have a cement replacement fee. You have a uh, food replacement fee. You have a... Garbage fee, disposal fee. Yep, yep. Uh, Don't forget fecal matter cleanup fee. (laughs) We got to take care of our city. New York, New York. So for $145 a person... (laughs) You can see the sprawling tent cities. Well, look, we're not trying to be insensitive here. This is just incompetency just of government. It's <laughs> it, incompetency it really of government, is. dude, is what it is. This this is when ideology gets in the way of reason. And this is when it gets in the way of constitutional ethics. We have a border for a reason. We are a, a nation, a sovereign nation. This is what happens when you mm-hmm. don't obey the law, right? 
It's simple as that. Oh, it's easy for you to say you were born here. Yeah, my parents came here to give me a better life from Mexico. And, and how did they do it? Yeah, the how right they way. Do it? The right exactly. way. Dad became a citizen, got my mom, all that stuff. They're citizens now. So, yes, I'm here in America. But what about all your ancestors and all the people down there? It's like I would encourage them to do the same thing. Doesn't matter if you think I'm right or wrong about that. That's just the proper way to do it. There are other countries that I would enjoy living in and moving to. But am I going to do it the right way or am I going to, well, yeah, I deserve to live there because that's where I want to go. Come on. Like, other, other nations we, are severe when you... Right. Punishments are severe when you... Right. Illegal we, entry. We won't talk about countries like North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Although you would think they would have an open border policy on the way in. Like... <laughs> in just come on <laughs> anyway anyways we're moving forward because guess what biden was right he was right that has to be a fluke he was right i'm telling you everybody's like no he wasn't come on no he was right and and frankly it was on israel and palestine so biden was asked a reporter asked this in the 18 days since hamas killed 1400 israelis the Hamas-controlled Gaza Health Ministry, dude, you gave it away in your question, says Israeli <laughs> forces have killed over 6,000 Palestinians, including 2,700 children. Isn't it funny that we're always attaching the number of children killed in this whole thing? Anyways, the reporter continues, you've previously asked Netanyahu to minimize civilian casualties. Do these numbers say to you that he is ignoring that message? So Biden responded, what they say to me is I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. I am so surprised he gave that answer. Wow. Now, could be dementia. He, he, he could be so off his rocker that he's actually telling the <clears throat> truth. He said, I'm sure innocents have been killed, and it's the price of waging war. The Israelis should be incredibly careful to be sure that they're focusing on going after the folks that are propagating this war against Israel. And it's against their interest when that doesn't happen. All true. But I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. Wow. So guess who got mad? Council on American-Islamic Relations. We are deeply disturbed and shocked by the dehumanizing comments that President Biden made about the almost 7,000 Palestinians slaughtered by the Israeli government over the past two weeks. Bruh. Bruh. Biden should apologize for his comments, condemn the Israeli government for deliberately targeting civilians, and demand a ceasefire before more innocent people die. I am so glad that CARE came out and condemned the Hamas attacks. I oh, think it's I'll funny. Wait. What did Hamas do again? Something about civilians and, and innocent bystanders. Raping women. What, what was yeah, something about pillaging babies. and burning. And so then their, respo their response is back to blank up and now we're supposed to condemn israel because for responding to you going at them yeah with like mil mil military mm. <sighs> thank, thank you care i yes thank you for your enlightening sound response your insight into this issue i could not have made it without you care that is stupid <laughs> yep hey Give yes. it up for care. Yeah, give it up for care. Yeah. I want y'all cheering. They are they, our saviors. Hallelujah. They, yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the insight of care. Send me 1995. Where's your hallelujah thing? 
Oh, do we have a hallelujah one now? I, I didn't put it in because Nathan was like, that sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm like dumbfounded <laughs> here. It got vetoed by Nathan. <laughs> Thank so, Nathan for that one. Biden. Biden is actually right. I'm tired of this number getting paid. And I was listening to NPR this morning. And of course, what do they parrot? 7,000 Palestinian civilians have died, including 3,000 children. What nobody can, seems to say, except for Biden, surprisingly, and conservatives, these numbers are from the, the health ministry in Gaza. Guess who controls it? Hamas. Hamas, yeah. So guess who wants those numbers parroted out? Yeah, conflated especially, too. Right. We have no clue what the numbers actually are. And again, war, this is what happens in war. It's what happens when a, you take a generation who's become effeminate, yep. right, in a lot of ways. And there are strong men. We're going to talk about this. But this is what happens when they don't know, understand what war is. They don't understand what any of that stuff is. And you go to war, and it's like, I can't believe they're killing babies. It's, it's, it's called war. war. It's called war. And, That's, and if you want to draw a difference, you look at Hamas specifically wanted brutality and terror in what they were doing. Some, uh, who was it? Um, there was a independent journalist who was basically trying to defend Palestine. And he was saying, oh, well, Hamas, they were actually targeting military installations, and it was an opportunity that they saw with the festival, so they went after it. You're full of crap. Yeah, well... Absolutely full of crap. Because now we're in in the interrogations <laughs> of the soldiers. The soldiers are saying, so no, dumb. we were told to go in and terrorize. And think about it. I, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. They sent in about 500 guys. What did you think you were going to do with 500 guys against Israel? Is that a mission to take over Israel? No, that's a mission of terror. That's not a mission of taking ground strategically in a war. That's a mission of we're going to cause havoc right. and, and we're going to make them unhappy with us, make them afraid of us. Right. So we're going we're gonna to go in on the offensive. Basically, uh, there's a lot to this. There's a lot to this. I, I don't know what side you guys are following. I would say try to find sources. I forget the name, but there's people that are Israeli on the ground doing actual news reporting there, yeah. don't listen to American media. That's all oh, I got to say, dude. The American so, media is so such messy. a liar uh, about some of these things. And I'm talking on either side. I think we have to just go to the sources. Yeah. And hopefully they're telling us the truth. And uh, pray for Israel. We got to continue to pray for Israel. I, I think what's what's hard about this whole situation is war. War is nothing fun. Nobody likes to I, – I don't think I've – except for our government – Likes war, you know what I mean? I'm serious. Our government <laughs> they, loves it because man, they profit from it. Yeah, they seem to want to get into it anytime they can. Yeah, so... Nikki Haley. Sorry, what was that? I mean... I, I just came out. <laughs> oh, Sean, Way to go, Biden! Yeah, Biden, we, we salute you. We cheer you on. So, Mike Johnson, number three. He is now our speaker. <laughs> so yesterday someone goes, who is Mike Johnson? I'm like, actually, I don't know. I don't know much now, about him either. I will say a lot of my the people I watch and I respect deeply, like Rick Green and several others, came out and did this whole thing about him. And apparently he's like a really good friend of theirs. And hmm. this guy is solid. I mean, apparently this guy is really, really solid. I can only trust what they know about him because I've never really heard of him before. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, let's 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 go at it. I like that CNN hates him. 
I, I put that in, in his camp. Yeah, favor. sure. I mean, no Democrat voted for him for sure. No, you know, it was all the repubs. That's that's a good sign. And CNN, because I was looking through their article on it, and immediately what they talk about is that he he was part of the whole 2020 thing, and he was very adamant about the lawsuits, especially in Texas. And so he was he was like, "Hey, something's wrong here. Let's figure this out." So, of course, that's what CNN is hammering, and that's what the Democrats are hammering. Oh, this guy's an election denier, just like all of you in 2016. That's right. And he received a degree in business administration from Louisiana State University, Juris Doctorate from Paul M. Herbert Law Center. He's been a college professor, conservative talk radio host, began his political career in Louisiana legislature, where he served for two years then he was elected to Congress in Louisiana's 4th District. And Trump did congratulate him. Trump had kind of leaned in towards him on True Social before he was nominated. So he seems to be a a Trump-supported guy, which for us doesn't really matter, but I know sometimes people want to know, who's Trump like? What is Trump doing? So we'll see with Johnson. I I think the, the coolest things was he was talking about Scripture and what Scripture says, and I think right away he said, you know, in God we trust. And it's like, yeah. it's not just about the God thing. It's about proper order and structure of government thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he can acknowledge God is so important. I think, Lord, we have to get back to you and your roots. And so, like, I pray that that's the real deal, right? And that he understands the Constitution, that he understands what can and cannot be done. Yeah. Um, so just keep praying. I mean, that's pretty... I mean, to go from McCarthy, Tom Emmer... <laughs> Dude, I was in Minnesota. That guy is about as lush as it gets. I can't believe that he he's even got seriously wishy washy. I can't even. I was like, someone said, "Yeah, he." I, I saw this thing. It was like he is Speaker of the House. I'm like, no, Tom Emmer is not. I, I, I actually met him a few times um, when I was in another group, and he's he's as wishy washy as they come. Squishy, squishy. He really is. He started off conservative and then just kind of went down the line. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we need real staunch conservatives. Just like Energy Ops LLC. <laughs> I, was like you, I was hoping you'd have been like, and the, the balance of power shifted. <laughs> Just like Energy Ops LLC. <laughs> I think Mike gets a kick out of these. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking up the phone number because I want to make sure I give you guys the phone number properly. Why? Um, we've been doing it wrong? No, no, we haven't. But I know I haven't given it a couple of times, and I want to be sure to give it. So before I say anything, if you are in... Charleston, South Carolina area. Heck, actually, I talked to him the other day. If you're in Florida, if you're in our area and you need some electrical work done, what we're trying to do is put together a package of jobs that he can do when he comes down to help us out. Because I want to put a couple bucks in his pocket. So if you are in the Stewart Treasure Coast area and you want some electrical work, he can do that. He just he has, he lines up a permit or whatever in that county, and then he's good. So be sure to reach out to us if you want to set something up. If you got some electrical work, some renovation, that kind of thing, commercial or residential, go for it. His number that you can get in touch with him eight four three two six three one seven two four eight four three two six three one seven two four. Now, why should you pick Energy Ops? Man, these these cats are awesome. Just awesome. God-fearing, spirit-filled, small business, veteran-owned, family values, good people, integrity. 
And if you're not done with that, we got two words for you. God bless. <laughs> we'll pray for you. That's three words, Mike. Energy Ops <laughs> LLC. <laughs> Go check them out. I may have them do some stuff in my house because, like, yeah. there's our breaker box. <laughs> I was in there. Oh, here we you can go. tell this house was built in the fifties or something, boy, because all of a sudden one breaker controls like the the room that you know the little dining area yeah. and the washer. It's like <laughs> I don't know if I like that, right? <laughs> just, just, so he it's, may Energy Ops LLC may profit from me too. And actually, I'm thinking I might have some stuff he could do for me. So. Check it out. All right. Main topic. This one's going to be fun. Bud Light is now advertising and promoting for the UFC. They are now the official beer sponsor of the UFC. Which is trippy. Sean Hannity had uh, White on, uh, Dana White. He was like, well, don't you see the wokeness? I I get it. I get what he's doing. He's like, you know, don't you see the wokeness of Bud Light, whatever? And he said, you know what's crazy, though? He goes, they, they, there's a lot of things they support that I do support. You know, like the veterans, they support uh, different organizations mm-hmm. that he supports. He goes, I just thought it would be a great partnership. But it's funny. I didn't know this until you wrote this down about what Whitlock said and others. I, I thought I was like, that's a good take. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I loved Whitlock's take, and I put it in here. So it, Jason Whitlock of The Blaze wrote about this. And I'm going to read quotes from what he said because I think it's so important to – because immediately <laughs> what the reaction is – Boycott! Well, yeah, okay. Just like you, you know, you wrote, it was boycotted by virtually everybody except for a few men in dresses with beards. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that point. There, there is that. Uh, Whitlock says, "This is victory. We took a scalp. We forced the diversity, equity, and inclusion gods to wave a white flag of surrender inside a major corporation. We pillaged Bud Light's marketing department, which is true." Dylan Mulvaney's favorite beer brand capitulated, and it did so rather quickly. Continued, I'm sure some people will criticize White for bailing out the troubled beer, but I disagree. The record sponsorship deal for the UFC is a win for America First and MAGA. Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light are not going away. I want them spending their money with businesses that reflect their customer base. Dylan Mulvaney doesn't drink Bud Light. Probably drinks pina coladas and cosmopolitans. Dana White and UFC fans drink beer and support the kind of rugged masculinity that is under attack in America. Bow down. Bro, that is an awesome take. Bow down. Right? Like, I love that Whitlock's pointing out, hey, we won. Bud Light recognized, oh, we got a shift. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what's cool is, too, you know what that proves? That your wallet does do something. Right. Your, your, Your omission of their product does something. That we don't need to bend and bow to all this crap in the media. Mm-hmm. That we can actually be those people. And they lost a ton of cash. Yeah, they did. A ton of cash. So I hope this works in the way that Whitlock's saying it and the way that Dana White's saying it. Yeah. I, hope, I hope it does work for him. And and I think, I don't blame Bud Light for doing it. I mean, if you think about your business and you're, you're trying to save yourself because you, right now they can't even pay people to take it is really what's going on. And so to go to Dana White, and Bud Light has previously sponsored UFC. So to go to Dana White and basically say, hey, we're going to create custom content. We're going to create you know, central focus on UFC fights and all of that. We, wanna, we want to be the, the official sponsor. Smart. And 
Whitlock's right. Like that marketing department got washed out in all of this. Good. Get rid. Head should roll for something like that. So now the new marketing department has that massive job of, okay, now we have to shift the view of Bud Light because everybody thinks of Bud Light this way. I don't blame you. Go for it. And I like that connection to UFC because UFC, like Whitlock said, you don't get a bigger rugged masculinity group than the UFC. Now, Christians may be like, UFC is evil. It's awful. And then, too, you're supporting Bud Light. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't win. Right? <laughs> you're missing the point. So, anyways, <laughs> Bud Light bowed down. Yeah. That, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes. It takes it takes the wallets to stop buying the junk because of the demons. <laughs> Where are the demons? In the Bud Light. <laughs> Bud Light the devil. Mom, Mama always said Bud Light the devil. It makes my stomach turn. <laughs> How would you We're missing know? our camera guy. What happened to him? How, how would you know Bud Light makes your stomach turn? I, we don't have just, none of just that in the our house. thought of it. Just like, you know, it's just like beer, like supporting wokeness just makes my stomach turn you inside. See that save. You Can see we that just save? acknowledge that my 15 year old son said that? Is <laughs> saying Bud Light Put makes Put the camera my on you, turn. son. <laughs> I know. I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just telling someone yesterday my boy watches things that I typically don't watch. He'll watch all these different podcasts and. He's put together his own arguments about femininity, masculinity, and Heck yeah. uh, uh, government and wokeness. And he's like, you know, Dad, I just really think people, we walk down some trails, and he's like, yeah, but they don't do this. And they don't think this way. And this is why we're seeing feminism on the rise. I'm like, good for you. I mean, I don't listen to some of that stuff because it's like, yeah. I just don't, it's not my not my stick. But for him, More power I like to it. him. He's building his own arguments and reading scripture. We're talking about he was okay. reading he was reading Acts yesterday, the other day and... I just like that, man. My, who, my my boys are awesome. Who do you pay attention to? What podcast do you listen to? Put your camera on. Obviously, this one. <laughs> I listen to Good Ben Shapiro, Charlie Kirk, all of them guys. Yeah, you know, so so very much the conservative base. But he also yes. watch, you, you watch clips of that whatever podcast and oh yeah, the whatever podcast. I Is that the one where the the one guy always has the ton of girls sitting yeah, around yeah. and he? Yeah, he'll watch it just to build arguments about. Really, how terrible feminism's been, and, yeah. and like, it's empowered women to now be, basically, especially on that show, sluts. You know what I mean? They're just sleeping with whoever they want. They call it women's empowerment, <clears throat> and it's clearly not. You know what I mean? So it's just cool to, you know, he's developing his own opinion, and I, I like it. You know, and uh, one day he'll think like me. That's really what we go for. <laughs> we're we're creating thought zealots. Yeah, thought bots. Thought bots. Ooh, I like that. From now on, it's not the Torchbearer Society, it's the ThoughtBot Society. Which you can be a part of for a <laughs> monthly donation on our Torchbearer program. <laughs> we want you to be a part because there's a lot that we're doing behind the scenes and in public. So if you guys want to be a part of that, go to theselfevidenttruth.com, become a Torchbearer, a monthly sponsor, and let's kick butt together. Sow yeah. seeds into a good fertile ground because the Lord has us on a mission and we're doing it. And I'm I'm so grateful One for because God is good, Amen. and you guys can be a part of it. I know some of you guys watch our show. I know some of you guys have seen us preach. Um, you know the effect of it. You've seen it. So we're, what we're asking you to do is just help us, partner with us uh, to get out there and keep doing what we're doing. We're not beggars, y'all. We're really not. What we're doing is, hey, if you want to help us, go reach more kids. Go do it. So if it's whether it's ten dollars a month, a hundred dollars a month, five hundred dollars a month, whatever it is, 
Just be a part of it. Go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You can hit that donate tab on the upper right-hand side, and it'll give you all the information. If you want to make a big donation because you're a business, you can do that as well. We are taking sponsorships mm-hmm. for Self Evident Podcast, working on some new sponsorships right now as we speak. Uh, so there's just a lot going on. Met with a, a potential donor yesterday as well, uh, which is really cool. Just God is moving, man. God is moving. And and it's really us and you guys getting us out to these kids. We don't charge when we do youth events. You know that. Right. Um, the conventions when we go out there, they they pay us to go. But there's a lot of events that we do that don't we don't charge for because they're kids. You can't really charge. But that to us is like the greatest demographic, and we want to be a part of that. So and social media does not pay unless you're really at the top of the the, of heat, the game. Yeah. And a lot of our time is spent curating and building social media content to get out there to those younger generations because that's where they are. So we need funding to be able to do that. And so when you sow into us, especially month to month, it helps give us what we need to be able to get that social media content out there. We need the equipment. We need the time. We need the supplies. We need the the expertise in different areas. So it really does help get the message across because you'll notice we talk about God a lot and we talk about our faith a lot, we talk about Christ a lot, and we want other people, especially the young generations, to know Christ. And we may talk about cultural topics, and he and I both get some points like, "Ah, I don't want to talk about this. But we know we have to, because there's got to be the Christian response to all this. More so than, well, don't participate and just separate out. What good does that do you? But we can come in with a reasoned view, we can come in with a scriptural view, and you can move forward in knowing you can look at activities in day-to-day through the lens of Christ. We can come in with an empowering view, where where, where we're giving uh, an empowerment to people who listen and Mm -hmm. to take a stand that they don't have to be afraid, and I think that's important. Uh, Again, we all know these scriptures, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, timidity, but a power, love, and of a psalm mind. All those things are important. But the bottom line is the only way you can be really walk in power and love enough someone is if you know this, if you know these things. The Bible says that my people are destroyed because they lack knowledge. We know that scripture. But a lot of people do lack knowledge, so we want to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other ministries out there that are great, and that's cool. Ours is unique in the way we minister, I think. Mm-hmm. Just us ministering is so cool. And and so we do our government messages and all these other things, masculinity messages, and he's working on some new things for his forge ministry, all this other stuff that's all some you know self-evident umbrella. But God is faithful. And so I'm working on something completely different about leadership and stuff. And how do we train leaders? How do we train CEOs and bosses and vice presidents and uh I'm sorry, vice uh vice CEOs and all those things. So we're working on so many things that we feel like the Lord's really walking us into. And it just takes the it takes the it it, it takes all of us doing it together. Mm-hmm. That you're impacting the kingdom just by sowing. So right. guys, theselfevidenttruth.com, become a monthly sponsor, become a donor. Uh, we would love to have you. So we're freaking stoked. Here we go. So final topic, because uh, I did want to cover this a little bit and just get into the the updates of it. So I'm sure you've heard about the main shooting. And right now the count is, I think, as though... Notice this is always the focal point, how many are killed, right? That That's what... We always go from how many are killed to the gun. And I'm not trying to minimize right. the fact that 18 people were killed and 13 were wounded. I'm not trying to minimize the fact that, well, he used a gun. 
but at some point can we can we bring the conversation back to the fact that what's the story in the grand context so right. we have to figure out okay is this something that the news media latches onto and i've got quotes from politicians that immediately latch onto it for their political gain and then the heart issue of the situation right and I get tired of immediately, and everybody else says this, yet then they politicize it. Don't politicize, don't politicize, but this is senseless gun violence that we need to get sensible gun control. You don't politicize it, and then they go right after your guns. I mean, and Kamala Harris just actually said this. Uh, Australia has been the best example. She said it after this. She goes, we don't have to continue this path, and as Australia has given us and given us the example, she's already just told you what they want. Australia is full-on... Uh, gun yeah. confiscation since wow, what year did they do that was that 94 yeah Same something like that yeah us? yeah yeah so it was like uh gun confiscation all these other things and i think you just brought up social media just before <clears throat> social media can be used for great things ai can be used for great things mm-hmm. some people get afraid of ai i'm like y'all we're, we're doing some fun things with some ai stuff that i think is great the internet can be used for great things or terrible things guns can be used for self-defense or offensively killing somebody. And when we start blaming the object instead of the person, and I know y'all have heard these arguments a thousand times, what we've done now is say this, and this actually bled out from the church when we started preaching this kind of stuff. It's no longer repentance. It's now the devil making you do it. The devil's making you sin. The de- it's a spirit of something that makes you do it. It's not you choosing it. Because James is very clear. You choose to do those things because you consume it on your lusts. I'm sorry, that's prayer, but like you, 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 you do it because of the lusts that are conceived in you. There is something to be said about you choose the path that you're on. And some will say, well, he was mentally blah, right? Mentally ill. Mentally this, mentally that. <clears throat> Have you all read Timothy and Peter? Have you all read some of these scriptures? Have you all read or just looked at civilization's past? I'm looking at this going... We're in a cyclical thing. You know, uh, Joe talked about it when he was here, but we've talked about this a million times. We're like on a cycle, right? Because of prosperity, it makes us lax and and, and moral Mm -hmm. teaching, and we start to like ease up. Then that creates tough times. Tough times create, or I'm sorry, hard times. Those times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. Tough times create strong men. Strong men create prosperous times. times. So like you're seeing the cyclical thing happen. When you see this kind of violence and stuff happen, Instead of blaming the thing or the object, we need to go after the person who did it, right? I find it like incredibly stupid that a guy can go into one place and shoot, another place and shoot up, and we still haven't found him. And in Maine, you're like, if, if there was a man out there with a gun, probably could have stopped him. I mean, how far would that guy have gotten in Florida? Right. Or Texas. Right. You know what I mean? And that's... All the stories I'm hearing, especially in the bowling alley, people ran. I get it. I'm not, I'm not blaming you. I'm not casting judgment on you. None of that. But you notice there, there are no reports of anybody firing back. That's a big sign. That's a big sign. Because what happens is somebody gets confidence of, I can take out as many people as I want. The vast majority of of mass shootings when when they're in like a building happen in gun-free zones 
right? Like, why? Because a a person who is a predator does not want to take on the strongest, most uh, powerfully defensive person. They want the weakest. That's right. They they want they want to kill the weakest. They want to go after the weakest. Yeah, when you're attacking, you want to be confident you're going to win. Yeah, you you don't want a challenge. You don't want something that can hurt you. You don't want big risk. And if we don't, <laughs> it, it's so amazing to me that we'll, we'll talk out of both sides of our mouths as a government and as a society in the sense of well, we've got to stop senseless gun violence. But we can't produce anything that might cause fear in the perpetrator. We we've we can't give harsher jail sentences, prison sentences, excuse me. We can't enable and empower a regular citizen to carry and and be able to defend themselves properly. We want to defund the police, so we can't even say, well, we've got a very powerful, on top of it, efficient police force to help deal with these problems. We can't talk about morality within our schools, within our, our institutions, because, man, that, that kind of reeks of God. So we don't want to tell somebody, this is right and this is wrong. We, you should just chase after yeah. what you want. Right. And then we sit back and we throw our hands in the air and we're like, senseless gun violence. I don't understand what's going on. That's what's so stupid, too. Senseless gun violence? No, premeditated gun violence. Absolutely. Premeditated gun violence. It's not senseless at all. What senseless would be just some random moron just shooting in the public, and that's even premeditated because he had to go grab the gun, go to that place, and do it. That's just stupid, and this is what they do. The reason they do that is so that they can take the responsibility off the person. Just like New York, building little pods, little Hoover cities. Great call. So instead of dealing with the issue, instead of dealing with your sin, right? I'm, th- I'm just thinking about James when it says, uh, when lust has conceived. Actually, let me go a little bit further than that. But he said, but let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. And here's what ha- why I'm bringing that up. A lot of people will say, well, how does God allow this? Well, God didn't tempt him. No. The Bible says... Don't don't let any man say I'm tempted of God because he can't tempt any man. And do you notice we always put the responsibility of the sin on God? On God, not how, not not their choice, right? How how can God allow this? How could a person choose to do that? That's exactly it. And so he says this: when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. Sin when it's finished brings forth death. Romans six talks about it too. Don't you know that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants are to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. The bottom line is you're choosing this path. So it's not senseless. It's actually premeditated. And that's why we're not going after these people because we're calling it senseless. And so what we do is we blame our government for trying to stop illegals coming in and we build them sanctuary cities, which is illegal to do. They're breaking the the, (laughs) sanctuary from breaking the law. The governor is breaking the law. Mm -hmm. The mayor is breaking the law because they're not abiding by the. The, the, by the, the laws. By the laws. Illegal. Illegal, right? Now watch. A person who just murdered somebody. What the flip are you talking about guns for? Who did the shooting? Do you, do you notice? We always say gun violence, senseless gun violence. That's on purpose. It is very calculated. Why? Because it gets off the idea of mass murder. 
That's right. Because if we're just talking about mass murder, the tool doesn't matter anymore. It's the fact that somebody mass murdered a bunch of people. But instead, what especially the Democrats and progressives will say is senseless gun violence. We, we, we have so much senseless gun violence. Ah, you're telling me where you're directing your attention. Who The gun. Who, who's, who are those guys? Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, dude outside of Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, all yeah. these, uh, Timothy McVeigh. Tim, Tim McVeigh. Yep. All these... BTK, murders, murders uh, in history, Zodiac killer. right? When 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 uh, um, Jeffrey Dahmer went to jail, did they prosecute his weapons or him? Right. We've changed the whole narrative now. Prosecute the weapon. Prosecute the weapon. The weapon has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. That weapon, in and of itself, nothing. Right. And that's what's so stupid. That's what makes this so dumb. In our eyes. And we're seeing it more and more and more and more happen. And what it's done is actually it's, um, and, I'm, and I know this is an unpopular opinion, because we both believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We both believe that deliverance is important. We both believe uh, all those things. But it's almost like we've done it in the church, too, where it's like, it's really not your fault. It's the demons. It's the this stuff and this stuff. And it's like, does the Holy Spirit live in me or not? Does it live in me or not? Seriously, do we not choose the things of God? I'm not knocking deliverance. I've done it. I've seen it. Shoot, there's probably things in me that I need to be delivered from. But I'm not blaming the demon or the spirit making me do it. Because guess who gives permission to The spirit is not going to answer for me on the day of judgment when I go before God. I'm sorry. That's that's a really good point, too. Christ is not going to look at you and say, well, all of that wasn't you. Yeah. You know that pornography addiction you had, Mass? Yeah, you were probably under the spirit of something, but you still chose. You did not trust in my word when I said, I'll make a way of escape for you through temptation. And when you have it, I'll make a way of escape for you. He's not going to sit there and say, well, you were under the spirit of something. I get it. It's okay. No, he is holy. He is holy. We are not. And there's a lot of stuff in us that needs to change before God. I'm talking as a Christian right now. But what happens is now we just allow this crap to happen. We blame everybody else. Our churches blame everybody else now. Um, you have churches uh, that have gone woke, and you have churches that are that 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 that'll preach a false gospel that you just need to be nice to people, and uh, God wants to change you to go do nice things, and and all this other stuff. And it's like we're not going to the central tenet of the heart. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest here. I don't even like when people say, "Just follow your heart, pursue your heart." Shut your heart up. Your heart is wicked. Yeah, dude. Now, when you're in Christ, God will give you and renew your heart. He'll put a heart, a heart of flesh for a heart of stone. But even then, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Emotions are great companions, but terrible leaders. And what happens is we're led by emotions. So then we start talking about the children and the kids and, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the people who died. And, you know, this is senseless and all these things. And also we start to stir people's minds up. And then we say those gun advocates are terrible. NRA. NRA is terrible. Uh, those Republicans who don't want to change uh, the things on guns is terrible. And it's like, y'all, I will say it again. The gun did not have feet and pull its own trigger. It has nothing to do with the gun. What well, was readily available. It's readily available to anybody. But just because someone does that does not mean it's the gun's fault. So you can't throw a gun in jail. You can't hang a gun. You can't give the gun the death penalty. Mm-hmm. If we were to punish evil the way we're supposed to, I think you would see a huge reduction in crime. 
If we really punish rapists the way we need to, punish people who have done these terrible, terrible things. And what's so crazy is we'll, we'll prosecute more people. We'll prosecute people more for not paying their taxes than murderers. What does that tell us? Go against government, you're done. Mm-hmm. But illegals can come in across the border, go against government, we're giving them sanctuary cities. Doctors can kill babies at whim, and they're okay. But if a doctor questions government about COVID, he's silenced. That's what this is about. You go against government, it's wrong. Right. But, you know, everything else, well, we'll just let those things slide. That's what's happening. We watch it and we complain about they're not taking responsibility, but we don't realize we do the same thing all the time, right? And, And to close this out... Just like you were saying, this whole idea of, well, it's it's that thing. It's not me. It's that thing that's driving me to do it. That's avoiding responsibility. And we watch it in the world, and we go, how could you not take responsibility for that? You're shirking responsibility. We do it too. That Humility is taking responsibility. Humility truly is, no, I did this, Lord. I did that, Lord. I shouldn't have done that, Lord. I looked at it this way, Lord. That's humility. Pride is, it wasn't me. I Don't blame me. I didn't do it. was the... Pride will not take responsibility for your actions. No. That's pride. That's 100% pride. pride. You won't take responsibility for your actions. And then you know what you do? You destroy the Constitution. And do you notice when all this crap happens, everything that government goes against is your rights. They never prosecute the things that are wrong. They go after the rights of the Americans to silence you even more. So January 6th happens. Whatever, there's so many different stories out there. Whatever you believe about it, you believe about it. But you know what it is? Silence free speech. Oh my gosh, you know, these poor transgender kids, they're just getting blah, 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 blah. If you don't miss, if you don't call them by the proper genders, this could be prosecutable. I think some colleges are going that way, right? Yeah. It's like, so free speech is being taken away. Not liberty, not giving people the freedom to choose how they want to choose. Guns, uh, gun violence happens. I should say violence happens by the human. We blame the gun, so then we start to go against the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. right? People bomb the World Trade Centers, and they fly planes into it. So you know what they do? Destroy the Fourth Amendment and put up all these TSA centers. It's in, all in, your fault. In, in, in uh, airports. It's all right? your fault this happened. So it's, it's always, notice what they're doing. The federal government grows stronger, and the states grow weaker. Pay attention. Pay attention. That's all that's happening they don't care about you in your lives. They care about controlling you. Dude, government, and I'm not crossing the line. I'm not going with the line that government is always nefarious. Government's opportunistic. Right. They're going to do everything they can to control you. Hey, the internet's going crazy, blah, blah, blah. So you know what? We're going to regulate it. You know what? This and this and this, the healthcare system's out. So we're going to regulate it. They always go after you. If you won't follow God's 10 laws, you'll follow man's 10,000 G.K. Laws. Chesterton. Right. All right. So... I hope you guys got something out of this. Man, we got we got spun up. But thank you so much to all of you. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Don't forget to Waken. check out the blog. Go to theselfevidenttruth.com. <laughs> we need more of this, yo. <laughs> Donate so we can get more of this. Right. All right. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Love y'all. Bye.